Hi there, welcome to the Garden Path Podcast. This is episode 18 and summer garden journal number 5. Today I am coming to you from my lunch break and I'm sitting outside in my backyard. You may hear the chimes of the big uh, wind chime we have and um, I'm hoping maybe I'll pick up some birds and just the locusts and maybe a little wind. Um, it's just kind of, well, it's kind of pleasant in the shade at the moment, as long as I'm not in the sun. Um, it's August in Texas and, you know, if we were kind of surviving before that, August has really, uh, come in with a bang and it's been hot. Um, hundred degree days, humidity that's higher than that, um, that makes it feel like it's higher than that. Um, it's kind of, it's kind of rough. And as much as now I'm noticing, um, slowly our inch towards fall, um, the light is changing and, uh, you, you get that feeling of fall right around the corner. Um, the beauty berries are turning purple, which frankly seems a little early. They should be doing that later August. Um, it just seems like like fall's coming, even though you know it's not going to really cool off here in Texas till October sometime. Um, but but we can pretend at least, right? So a uh, couple things business wise, I guess if you want to call it business, um, kind of trying to plan a wrap up for season one to be sometime at the end of August. Um, been kind of trying to think about how to work podcast episodes and work them into seasons. And I think I'm going to do a final, final summer garden journal. I'm hoping to do a, one more, an interview with my brother. He was here visiting me uh, a week ago, but we just never sat down and made time to, to podcast, but I am going to see him again this, uh, coming weekend. So I'm hoping maybe I can uh, corner him and get a podcast done with him. So I'm hoping maybe those two episodes and that will be it for season one. Um, I'm hoping I can do start season two at the end of October or sometime in November, which is about when I started this podcast anyway, which was last at the end of November last year, um, and kind of spend the next few months doing some interviews and kind of building up the next season, um, getting that scheduled and going. Um, Some things that I've kind of started brainstorming with as well are doing a newsletter, um, I don't know how many people are interested in that. I subscribe to a couple people's newsletters, um, not, not necessarily pertaining to gardening, but just, uh, people who send it weekly or monthly. Um, right now I'm thinking of only a monthly, um, and having maybe like a video in there or a special podcast, you know, maybe a short five minute blurb podcast or just even just something right written, um, that's going on in the garden. Um, just kind of exploring my options, playing with that idea. Um, the other one I'm also tinkering with is a listener survey. Um, definitely want some input for the season. Um, definitely, you know, someone winging it, uh, podcast wise, I definitely was a learning curve for me, but pretty good and fun. Oops, looking off an ant here. Um, so, and then kind of what people might be interested in seeing for season, listening to on season two. Um, so those are things I will probably announce at the last podcast, um, in a few weeks. So keep that on your radar. Oh, I just want to give you a little talking tour of what I'm seeing here. So I'm sitting on a picnic table and facing out towards, um, a pond. 
uh, that we live on. And, you know, it's called a lake, but, you know, to me, it is not a lake. It is, it's a pond, and I'm not sure how much it is acreage-wise. You know, it's big enough. Sometimes uh, there's some boaters with a motor, motorboats, <laughs> um, little single-engine things um, that, that tool around out there. But most people kayak or canoe. Um, you know, it's probably two or 300 feet wide. I don't know. Maybe acreage wise, 10 to 15 acres. I don't know. I'm kind of bad at estimating here. Um, but on our shoreline, we've got, well, it was kind of congested with, um, elephant ear, alocasia or colocasia. I'm not sure which one, but, um, they've kind of gotten, uh, rampant around the pond since we've moved in. It definitely was not nearly this bad four years ago. So while they do have a nice tropical feel, they are kind of invasive. So, and they smother out kind of all the surrounded vegetation. So Chris has worked a lot this summer, um, trying to contain that, uh, a little bit and cutting them back, digging stuff up, using, um, I'm sure if somebody's going to freak out here, spray when appropriate, but you know, very careful and spraying directly on, um, the stumps. So it's very judiciously, judiciously used, um, and trying to control that and let the native uh, vegetation kind of come back. And some of the stuff we've planted along the pond, we've planted a lot of cypress trees, um, a couple good tupelos that have grown exponentially since we've put them in, um, irises and things like that. So it's really a nice view back here. Um, we don't come and enjoy it nearly as much in the summer because it's so dang hot, but I really, it's a, it's a great view. I'm very privileged to, <laughs> to have found this property and that we've, we've gotten to use it and, and enjoy it. So that's my view at the moment. Um, and there are some feral cats running around if you hear them. Um, so I thought we would kind of do our typical around the garden. First, there's a vegetable garden. It is all still doing pretty good. Um, a lot of the squash I tried to plant and some pumpkins have been um, attacked by the squash vine borers, which, you know, is to be expected. I'm going to probably try again zucchini here in a few weeks. Um, when we first moved to Houston back in 2011, we joined a community garden and we had really pretty good ex success with some fall zucchini and squash so from what I've heard the boars tend to be less damaging in the fall so I will I will give that a whirl the pumpkins I'm just not going to bother with again um it'd be kind of late in the season starting those so whatever's still alive I'm gonna hope hope they make it uh tomatoes are still doing really good the big plants uh that grew from the spring and survived the flood and now drought I'm hanging in. Some are producing fruit. Uh, the black plum, I've been getting a couple off of those. I've been trying to entice my toddler to to try tomato, and he 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 wants to bite it, and he kind of gives me weird faces, but I think I'm going to win out eventually. Um, and then I did start some seeds, tomato seeds, and I transplanted those and then made the big mistake of transplanting them in the middle of the day. Um, and so most of them have survived, um, but I did lose some. To the heat, so trying to baby those right now, and I did get go and pick up four more bigger, 
mature plants, uh, tomato plants to kind of supplement the ones I lost. So those will be a good head start uh, into fall tomatoes. And I'm hoping that we can get a good crop sometime in late October, November, kind of make myself feel a little better for having a crappy tomato season this year. Uh, oh, the melons are doing good. I have one out there actually forming. I think it's the Bidwell cassava melon. And I keep meaning to go make mental notes to go out and hand pollinate all the melons in the morning, but I've yet to do that. So maybe Wednesday <laughs> will be a good day for me to do that. Beans are starting to do well. Something I need to go and do is trim up all these uh, blackberry vines that have died back from this year. So all old cane needs to be trimmed back. The new cane is doing is doing well for next year. And really just kind of stay on top of weeds out there in the vegetable garden. I'm just trying to, uh, you know, go through and keep on top of that for the next uh, several months so it doesn't get out of control again. Uh, so moving on to the flower garden, I'm quoting here, done. Um, if you want to think about friends <laughs> and Joey and his quotes, well, just do that. And um, done with weeding, but not really. As you know, weeding is never done. But um, the big, big rounds of all the beds of doing the weeding is pretty much done. One little patch I need to hit up. Trying to hit the um, pathway, pathways now and get that kind of done. With the drought, a lot of the uh, trees above the garden have tried to shed some leaves. So the paths look like it's fall and not summer. So paired that with weeds coming up in the pathway... It's definitely a little unkempt looking. Um, the bees, update on the bees. Pretty sure our hopes of them trying to come back are gone. A couple weeks ago, they were still trying to go in the hive. I, you know, I'd see bees going there, but I weeded around the hive the last few nights and I don't hear them. I don't really smell the bees. Um, I don't know if you, if you're a beekeeper, you can definitely, there's a smell. To me, it's kind of like a yeasty moist smell. Um, I just, I don't think there's any activity and I haven't gotten in there and neither has Chris. So I think if, if, if we're going to do bees again, we're going to have to reevaluate that next spring. Um, the milkweed has done really well. Um, the tropical, the swamp, the, um, tuberosa is probably going to be a lot better next year. It has, it hasn't really taken off, but the uh, swamp milkweed and the um, tropical milkweed has done really great. We've had a lot of monarchs. I've gotten more caterpillars. Uh, I've seen a lot more monarch activity in the last few weeks, probably because they're starting to migrate back south. Um, another caterpillar we have seen that I, you know, I've been waiting around for a while because we do have a lot of passiflora vines. We've got the passiflora incarnata. Passiflora incense and a lot of Passiflora lutea. Um, so Gulf Fritillary is a uh, likes those 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 plants as their their host. And I started seeing butterflies and now finally caterpillars. And I really I really like the caterpillars. They're pretty fun and um, definitely one of my favorite butterflies too. So yay caterpillars. Um, and the flower garden, really, just, I need to keep up with the weeding. I did start more milkweed seeds uh, in the ground that had been in the fridge for several, uh, a little over a month. 
Um, so I'm hoping those will germinate here in a few weeks. Uh, may take a little longer with this heat. Um, we'll have to kind of see on that. Hopefully, hopefully we can get some more diversity. I planted more swamp, more tuberosa, and then in the neighborhood we have a lot of uh, antelope horn, and so we've found some seed pods that were that were ready, and I, I put those out there. Those are cool too. Yeah, it'd just be really neat to have a lot of milkweed in the garden next year. Uh, make it look a little more diverse. Oh, and there goes a uh, cormorant landing in our sweet gum. And across the way, there were some whistling ducks. Um, they're pretty noisy. Um, you can hear them in the house sometimes, too. Um, not really too much bird activity right now. At least uh, water bird-wise. Um, I guess that's kind of about it. It's a pretty quick update. It's hot. It's summer. Um, Chris is trying to work finishing up his bat house. Um, that is actually one of the things I'm thinking about being in the newsletter. Um, a bat house video and kind of summary. Most, <laughs> I didn't take much video of him putting it together, but, um, maybe a video of him getting it put up finally. Um, that's, that's kind of my first idea. So I'll let you guys know what I end up doing with that newsletter. Um, so first, my final, uh, little tidbit for the day would be a go listen to the delicious revolution podcast i found it a few weeks ago it is really well put together uh, podcast of two i guess food and farmer kind of you know local industry kind of folks based out of california um they have done a lot of uh, great interviews that I found interesting, and I just listened to the one with Anna LaPay uh, today. Uh, so that was a great, uh, great podcast to, to tune into if you're if you're a foodie and a farmer and gardener, and you like the the uh, the local food movement. And my final thing would be to hey, if you could leave me a comment or a review on iTunes, it'd be great. I would help uh, other people find the podcast a lot better. And um, don't forget, if you really like to listen to this, if this is your first time, hit subscribe. That's also a great way to um, to listen, whether you're listening on iTunes or Stitcher or um, Google Play. I don't think anybody's listening on Google Play. I checked over on my, my, uh, the, the metrics for that, and it doesn't look like it's very active. I don't, I don't know. I can't imagine. There's so many, listen, so many uh, different ways to listen that I don't know if Google Play is really ticking off yet, but if you do listen to that, let me know. It'd be, it'd be great to listen, great to hear from someone who has uh, listened over there. And you can reach me at the Garden Path Podcast at gmail.com, or I'm not, I haven't been on my Twitter very much lately, uh, GPath Podcast, but you can find me there. I'm usually at my personal one, O Wilderness, um, so you can find me on there as well. Um, but I guess that's about it for now. Hope to have, like I said, about two more podcast episodes for August and then wrap up the season and take a few months break. And I guess that's about it. So I'm going to pause for a second and see if I can pick up any of the ambient noise around here.